I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Oh boy, what a great day. Hi friends, it's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis, I'm joined as ever by my dear friend Julio. Yeah baby. Oh baby. And of course, big guest today, star of Bravo's Summer House, star of the upstart sparkling hard tea brand, lover boy, star of my life, (laughs) it's crazy Carl Radke. Carl. Hello, boys. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Good Good to see you. Thanks for coming on, man. This is actually one of my, this is on the top of my list of things I wanted to do today. Love that. Wow. That's good. No, I I love your stuff. You guys are funny. And I I do have, uh, I hung out with Julio in the Hamptons. Yes. We've, we've connected a few times, but not as much as I'd like. So this is, this feels good. This is good, man. You two will be featured on the show together. (laughs) Is that right? I believe so. He came at a weird time too. There was... There was a lot going on. There was like yeah. a whole girl fight and Dude, it was unbelievably like good timing as far as like drama unfolding. Yes. You walked right into the I walked the right blaze. into it. Yeah. And it was actually a real drama. Like that was like a real fight. Dude. So that's what made it As cool. opposed to the uh, contrived alley oop fights. Uh or really drunk fights. This was a sober you came on a Sunday morning, I believe. Yeah. Or like Sunday early afternoon. Sunday, like, oh, God. We weren't even drunk yet. So we, when you fight, when you're sober, you know it's real. Dude, it was yeah. funny. Like, remember that scene in The Karate Kid where Daniel meets those kids who he's going to go to the beach with? And the guy's kind of like explaining how things work. That's how it was like when I, Carl was like, so here's the deal. <laughs> he's like, yeah. he's like, we, you know, drinking low car. Like, he like showed me his, his drink. He's like, you know, g- good alternative options for like getting fucked up. He's like partying. He's like, we try to work out. He was like, he was like walking me through it. And then he was playing tennis with me before while Hannah was like drying her eyes. Yeah, she was crying inside. I mean, I appreciate it. I was like, you're Sherpa. I pre- dude, you made me feel very comfortable. I appreciated that because not everybody was as ready to sort of like make me feel comfortable. It's it was one of those things like I've been on this show now four years. And I love how you didn't say hit TV show. <laughs> You've well, always, I don't, you edited I mean, yourself there. Four seasons. I'm not a liar. It's you know? I'm not. It's, I'm not a dishonest not, person. So. It's, it's, <laughs> now, star is a whole other thing too. You are the star of that show. I'm, I'm a big part of it. I think but. you and and uh, Kyle are Kyle. the two stars of that show. I think yeah, Kyle and I have been were the OGs, and then Lindsay Hubbard, who's also an OG. We've been on for the all four seasons. But mm-hmm. kind of back to Julio's point is like we've had friends that come over and like they think they know what it's going to be like, or they think they have an idea of just the scale. I mean, there's cameras literally everywhere in that place there's microphones in every headboard and every little wall then there's like the big cameras of guys walking around with them so like you walk in and it's like holy shit what did i just walk into so i always like to make sure that our guests and everybody's kind of like this is the deal this is how things are right and it all works out so for for those of you who don't remember because hannah did tell the story when she came on our show uh, Julio went over to the house, right? To play to tennis. Play ten- Why don't you, you guys give us what actually? Actually, you, you drive a really sweet G wagon. Wasn't my car, <laughs> but yes, it was I, thought, a- I was like, this guy's pimping. He's like a tennis instructor slash comedian. He drives a G wagon and he's trying to fuck Hannah. Right. Yes. Yeah, so, so none of <laughs> that good. is accurate. None of those statements are accurate. Yeah. Which which one of those the is true? One is accurate. I am not a tennis instructor. I was a tennis instructor. That car is not mine, unfortunately. That car is like two hundred grand. I had somebody lent me their car. Those cars are sweet. Long story. It was sick though. It was like a very sick G-Wagon. Also, I was very like taken aback when I arrived in the driveway 
and immediately like someone came at me with a clipboard and like started treating me like I wasn't a human. I was yes. like, lady, I'm here to play tennis. Like, get the fuck out. Like, sign this. I was yeah, like, okay. They, and they, they make like, everybody on property. It's, it's a legality thing too. Cause right. like if someone were to get hurt or, you know, you tear your ACL playing tennis, we know 100%. we needed that signature. Fair enough. <laughs> and then they made me like get back in the car. Like, can you go back in the car and get back? I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm here to play tennis. I walk in. Yeah, Julia's like, oh, fine, whatever. Oh, they made you know. re-enter. <laughs> they made me re-enter. It's a whole thing with the cameras. They need to, they need to track everything that's going on just so for storyline. Like, let's say you right. were to walk in the house and, like, I don't know, jerk off on Hannah's face. They want to make sure they, they, make sure they have that. What, have you pictured the two of them <laughs> a lot? Dude, I mean, that is a... hilarious. They just cut to, like, Carl talking to the camera being like, Hannah's friend showed up and something crazy happened. Cut to me being yeah. like, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> yeah, coming up on Summer House. <laughs> Um, but then Carl greeted me. He's like, dude, you got here at a weird time. I see Hannah just like walking, sobbing. You two didn't know each other at all. I, never Hannah met. actually told me, I think previously, because Hannah and I have played a little bit of tennis and she's obviously, as everybody makes fun of her for, was a very competitive and really good tennis player. She said that she has a good friend coming over to, to hit and to like, right. if, if you want to play too, like he's coming. And then this whole fight occurs and you had arrived. Right. They were but, all, all the ladies in the house were mad that Hannah had hooked up with luke correct because they saw luke as being a bad guy they yeah the girls some of the girls were not as uh favorable towards luke and his his actions they think she he's playing hannah and hannah got and i'm actually giving away a little bit of storyline here i should yeah but. yeah but but here's the thing i've met luke and i know luke to be a great guy he's a great guy he's so sweet he's on the show right he's on the show he's i didn't realize that at the time he may not be coming back he's one of the new cast members uh we'll hannah see. hannah joined last season but i think that the challenge is uh, what Bravo loves, loves to see is like inner house relationship. Yes. Hannah, it's an organic thing with Luke and there's obviously the girlfriends that have their opinions and Hannah, I think, was just like under all this pressure of like, I'm just having fun. I don't give a shit but the girls are like trying to protect her and watch her back. The girls got very manipulative. They thought they were the puppet masters of their <laughs> romance. Meanwhile, these two young lovebirds were actually developing along a nice natural path. Too bad those puppet masters had to get their dirty paws involved in the cauldron of stew. Good words. <laughs> this is good. Shit. This is good. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I guess for, for me, like Julia, were, were you nervous upon entering? Like, I think people have a preconceived notion about getting there. Like, did, what was the 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 previous? Like, what did you think when you got there? And I wasn't surprised that it was how it was. Like, I I've worked on shows before that had a reality component where people are signing releases and like all that kind of shit, and where they'll ask you to do something. The producers will come out and be like, "Hey, that was great. I love what you did." Would you mind just doing it again? Just so we have stuff to cut away to, like that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. So I wasn't like totally surprised by that, but I the thing that I was the most surprised about was that when the girls were crying, I think Kyle, yeah, Kyle was with us, and I was like, oh man, this is crazy. Like I, this is hilarious, and he like didn't think that that was funny that I said that, and he kind of like walked away and was like, and I was like, oh Jesus Christ, yeah, this he, is like he's very serious. Man. This I mean, is the real deal. I mean, I guess the challenge is like, we are we give a lot of our lives up. We get like. Obviously, the weekends are fun in the Hamptons, but it's it, it is work to some degree, and we bring a lot to the table that I think people don't really see from like the outside, like Kyle and myself. A lot of the party planning, and then Lindsay included. I mean, everybody on, in the show, we throw a big ass rager. We clean that shit up. Like right. we don't have a staff that comes in and like cleans up after our big house parties. You could hire a maid service. We we could, but I think what the whole I I guess show is about is like these 
hardworking New Yorkers. We don't have a ton of money. We like to have a good time, but we also put put the work in. But too. isn't that sort of the equivalent to when the Jersey Shore cast goes to that t-shirt shop and buy and sells t-shirts <laughs> for a few hours, and that's their job? That's their job. To some degree, it is. Yeah. Um, but again, like I think it's. I think Kyle's probably had a little chip on his shoulder. He's like, "Well, who the fuck's this guy?" Like, you know, right. he doesn't know what you know. He doesn't know what we're dealing with and all that. Because there is right, a lot right, of pressure right, right. too. Just totally. You know, you do. I always make the joke. It's four, it was four week, four years in a row for twelve weekends in a row that I've been doing this. That's crazy, which is insane. That's and like, a lot. It's yeah. a lot. You, you have this weekend, bro. You're like Cal Ripken. I know, like the, the streak. reality fucking games, dude. The streak. And I, I've yeah, last year I did dip away for a weekend, and they they kind of advise you, and not they don't advise you, but if you have a wedding or something in the summer, like it's good to get a weekend out just because you go insane from mm. Friday to Sunday. You're on camera and you're mic'd up, basically. And you're and encouraged to rage. You're. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, Bravo doesn't, they're not like telling you to go get drunk, but like it's fun. We have a big ass house in the Hamptons. The group generally likes to get after it anyway. Um, what else I, would I be doing? I mean, sure, some of the mornings we go to like Barry's boot camp or get a workout in, but 12 o'clock, I mean, if not 11, we're, we're firing it up. Right, right. <laughs> Plus, we don't have to drive usually. So, guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were, in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Are you on the right. beach? We're not. We're actually in Watermill, which is uh, oh, yeah, yeah. back in kind of the woods. I mean, it's actually, I think, one of the highest property value areas in the Hamptons. Mm -hmm. I mean, beautiful home. We're, I mean, we have no business really being there. We're very lucky. You guys like, are north of the highway. North of the, the highway. The house is very nice, though. It's nice. I mean, we've got a huge tennis court, basketball hoop, big, big pool. It's a great house. The house is begging to be raged in. I would agree with that. <laughs> it's just waiting to be raised. Now, here's a question. Good yard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys go to local bars? Yeah, so we do. I mean, we've... The kind of the comedy is I've actually met Kyle pretty much in the Hamptons previously to filming in any TV show. I knew Lindsay a little bit. But the core group, like, this is what we did anyway. Mm -hmm. And, the, you know, Bravo... Would you, like, rent a house in the We summer? would rent a house. Uh, you rent... It's probably, you know, maybe four or five weekends, not 12. Right. You share it with maybe a larger group and you right. kind of you know, pick and choose weekends, you can make it. But for us, I mean, I've, I know some of the local owners and the GMs of places. So we'll typically go to those spots because they take care of us. Now with the advent of Loverboy, this sparkling hard tea that Francis was talking about, we basically launched alcohol brand on a TV show because all these other brands were f basically giving us free booze and we're giving them incredible product placement. Totally. So like the Whispering Angels of the World, Rosé, Budweiser, Boston Beer, the first two seasons of the show, we're literally like, I mean, you can see it all over the show. We're giving this free product placement. Why wouldn't we drink something that we're a little more excited about? And that was all your idea? Not mine. It was Kyle. But uh, like, that's cool. So it wasn't like, that wasn't a Bravo meeting where they're no. like, why don't you guys, like you guys came up with that. Totally. So that's, that's the cool thing people thing don't really know. realize with Bravo is they don't give us alcohol. We're just savvy, kind of smart, entrepreneurial, business-minded people. We're like, okay, I have a friend in PR at Twisted Tea. So we, the first two seasons, we had shit tons of Twisted Tea. Now, if you ever had Twisted Tea, it's one of my favorite drinks. There's a crap load of sugar in it. And Kyle and I were kind of like five or six twisted teas on a weekend mm. we're like dude i'm getting a little inner tube around my waist and we're getting paid to have our shirts off why aren't we drinking something that's lower sugar 
um, more transparent, more fun. Um, right. So over the course of the second and third season, the Trulies of the world and the White Claws of these seltzers were coming out. Um, sorry, my phone's ringing. My bad. We can pause. Okay. Pause. No, you're good. You're good. Okay. It's actually um, I don't want to talk to her. It's a, it's a chick it. from the from the UK. Oh, ugly. Yeah. It's a plus forty four number. Yeah. She, everything after she says says XX. Yeah. So I don't know if she's like trying to like. Sounds gross. Sounds. She sounds gross. Carl um, gave me this exact spiel, by the way, as we walked to the tennis court. So about yeah, the you're, brand. You're, this little redundant. You got to rehearse. You. This is good. But I get, moral of the story is people think Bravo gives us the alcohol. They don't. We generated relationships with these brands to give us free stuff and a lot of other things. And even I got a company that sent us free sausage and like chicken burgers. Cool. Tied, a shout out to Amalu out of Chicago. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so we always were trying to like leverage different things to come in the house. But Loverboy kind of spawned out of this environment of we get drunk on the weekends, but we don't want to feel like shit the next day because we got to film. I mean, right. I don't know if you ever filmed hungover. It's terrible. It's fucking awful. Or, yeah. And or just sleepless, like not getting a lot of sleep. And that's generally what the show is about is us kind of hungover and dealing with all these problems. But yeah, the Loverboy, we've been able to sell into a lot of the bars in the Hamptons. So long story mm-hmm. short, a few of the bars, the Southampton Social Club, mm-hmm. we frequent a lot. They carried the product. They were one it's of the first spot. people to buy it. Um, funny story, Jamie Foxx was there this past summer. And he was there with a big group. They had a cabana. And the waitress who, you know, kind of deals with us was like, I was like, Jamie Foxx is with us. I was like, how do we get him some Loverboy? He's like, what do I got to do? She's like, all right, just walk over there with me. So I got a bucket of Loverboy. I kind of tiptoe into the crew and like. Was the cameraman following you? Th- there was no cameras at this point. They let us, they kind of let us go off after a certain point of yeah. time because the, the cameramen have certain hours they can work. So basically we're off on our own, not microphoned or anything, but like I got to be home at like 2 a.m. because it's going to be filmed again. But I walk over to Jamie's cabana and you know, it's like. It almost reminds me of the scene, I think, from Black Sheep, uh, where Tommy or um, Chris Farley goes in the backstage with all the Jamaican guys, and they're all smoking weed and like carrying on. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's just like the random dude in the room. Like that was me, and I like walk in. I'm like, "Hey guys, you want to try some Lover Boy?" And everybody just looks at me and like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Basically, was the moral of the story. I just set it down. I go, "Just try it. Just try it." And I walk away. I'm like, I almost literally just got killed by Jamie Fox and his crew, and got back to the cabana. And I look over like ten minutes later, they're all like hammering them and carrying on. Huh. Oh, yeah, man. So I, I I really wanted them to like post about it or, or talk about it, but they never did. But yeah. uh, yourself out there, bro. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're out and about on you know different bars in Southampton. We go to a lot, and then kind of the first season of the show was out in Montauk. So mm-hmm. a lot of the, the establishments that we know pretty familiar with, like you know the Surf Lodges surf or the Rush Meyers, yeah. Gurney. So would Surf Lodge let you come in and film? This is a fun fact. Surf Lodge will not let anybody film. I figured if you're Jay Z and Beyonce and you want to do a music video, I would wager they probably wouldn't let them film there either. Mm. Um, I would argue that we should see if that's true. They should try. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Z and Beyonce, you really think they wouldn't let I, them do it? I, I would think so. It's just more about their their right. want to be in control of their content and their brand. Um, they yeah. do film their concerts that they have on the weekends. They also want to be known right. as the venue that turned down Jay Z and Beyonce right. from filming. Correct. That's a big part of their, they're so, pride themselves so much on the, the list and the exclusivity. Mm. Every summer they say it's not going to happen. Every summer there's like, oh, the fire marshal. Like they're trying everything they can to try to get people not yeah. to And they've, and I, I would think that, I mean, I'm a big fan of their place just due to the live music component. I mean, I saw Lupe Fiasco there last year, which was awesome. Uh, Wyclef Jean was there. You know, you see some other cool, like Rufus Dussault and some other great bands, but we like thinking signing up for season one of Summer House. I'm like, yeah, we're going to film with Surf Lodge. Like I just thought it was going to be basically just doing exactly what I did. And I was completely way off. How many years has it been Watermill, the house? Uh, this will be 
what you're about to watch on season four is the third year. So you season. did one year in Montauk and then you went out to correct. Okay. So, so for everybody listening who doesn't know about, these are all places in the Hamptons. This is all yeah. the Hamptons. Montauk yeah. is the farthest out town. It's the last town, the, the easternmost tip of Long Island. And it was 10, 15 years ago, a sleepy surfing and fishing, fishing village. Fishing town, yeah. And then the surf lodge and the sloppy tuna started to gain some notoriety as nightclub venues and all of a sudden young people from new york city started flocking out on the cannonball train on friday afternoons you know well. and getting share houses i was one of these disciples when i was 24 i remember your cannonball from story from 24 to 27 i did a share house with my friends much like what carl was describing the only difference between carl and me is that i grew out of it Whereas he continued to dive <laughs> deeper and deeper into this hellish uh, fucking nonsense. That's really funny. But if if you're a young person and you like boozing and having totally uh, non-committed sex, it's a great place to go. Roll we up your like sleeves, that. not wear condoms, whatever you want. Um, no one wears condoms. No. Now. Uh, I don't think people that work at Trojan wear condoms. <laughs> they might not. They might not. I do have a good oops, though, for you. Oh, please. I don't know Let's if you're right. right. Absolutely. Um, so this is the second. Actually, was it second season? It was, a, okay, second or third season. Kyle had a, he's from the Boston area. He's from New Hampshire, which he says Boston. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> and he's a Pats fan. It's just like, I don't know. That makes sense. I'm from Maine. It's the New England Patriots. Yeah, it's the New England it Patriots. It encompasses all it's of our true. states. It's true. It's legal. Um, we had a protest to growing up. So we had a tea party. And like, we had rented a a massive float that you can inflate, and it was this, it was basically a pirate ship. So everybody was dressed up. I dressed up as George Washington. Um, everybody, the girls dressed up as like you know generals and colonial soldiers. Everybody dressed up as men. It, kind of, yeah, because there was no women. Were they back wearing then. skimpy colonial outfits? They somehow it was find sexy a way colonial, to make it. Ben, sexy George Benjamin Washington. Benjamin Franklin. George, yeah, there was a sexy Ben Franklin, which still is not sexy, no matter what you do to it. Uh, there was like a sexy George Washington and like, oh, there was the British soldiers. The girls did sexy British, like the red jackets mm -hmm. and Paul Revere, Paul Revere. The British <laughs> aren't coming. Um, so we had this whole like big ordeal of this big pirate ship. And then one of Kyle's group of friends, he's involved with the company Bird Dogs, which I actually think, yep. you know, very well. Yeah. We love Bird Dogs. We bird Dogs are great. Yep. Shout out to the boys there. They came with a group of their friends, Bird Dogs guys. And basically they brought loose tea for the tea party like huge leaves of bags of like gigantic like i honestly probably a hundred pounds of loose tea oh hell yeah so the party continues where actually i think the bird dogs uh, costumes were a little um <laughs> a little fucked up actually they're wearing headdresses i don't know how we feel huh. about these these days okay i didn't find it too bad but no i don't know as long as they're not painting their faces red yeah it was I thought it was. As long as they're not going, Ooh. Yeah, it was all out of good fun. <laughs> Let's do all the bad things. Yeah. Let's just talk about it. As long as they're not doing that. As long as they're not scalping people. Yeah, you know? no Geronimo's here. Uh, um, <laughs> mid, like, in week and after, I mean, the, the guests of the party usually are just getting hammered because a lot of what's the cameras catching is like individual conversations or things. So people that come over like, oh, I don't want to be on. I'm like, you're not going to be Dude, on. Dude, let's Hannah said that exact same thing. That's really annoying of people. That's like the people who are like, I want to work out, but I don't want to get like really jacked. It's like, Dude, you're a fat <laughs> yeah, ass. Well Dude, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah you're That's not even it. close. So people assume that when they come over that they're going to be in the show and this whole thing. I, I can understand that notion. But 
anyway, like a lot of the conversations are going in. So the people are partying and doing their thing, but like people are now getting like really fucked up and there's unlimited alcohol. The party's pretty wild. There's very limited security. Someone at some point, now I'll tell you who it is later, but someone threw all the tea, loose tea into the pool. Now, <laughs> oh. I, I, I can give you the video after. Um, basically, the, t- the pool started steeping. So like we kept partying on through the night. <laughs> I, ended up, I have a video of me cannonballing into the tea with my George Washington costume on. <laughs> and literally the next morning I woke up and you can just see the steam coming from because the pool was heated. So we're like basically cooking up a huge batch of tea, hot tea in <laughs> the backyard. Tea. And the crazy. pool, it was black in the morning because it was like a black tea. And it was really bad. Like the whole pool had to be drained and repainted because the, the walls of the inside were, were stained. stained. Holy fuck. Uh, the landlord came over and had a, it, it was Kyle actually. And we didn't know because they had to watch the video playback. So we have it on camera of him tossing the tea in because we didn't know who it was originally. Who tossed it in? That's crazy. In a way, it's lucky it was Kyle. Very lucky. Why is that? Because he's the irreplaceable guy. Yeah, he's the one guy that if anyone else from the party or from the bird dogs guys had done it, they would have been in big trouble, I feel like. Right. Yeah, so like I... um, Gotcha. I'm going to say I'll pull it up here when I can get a chance. Dude, that's like a horror movie. You're like, why is the... Pool water the pool black. was destroyed yeah. and in the morning like our we pooped were, in the they're pool. called like a line called, <laughs> did someone shit in the pool oh, all right who did it they're called like a line producer and she's we've dealt with some other issues i mean broke broken microphones someone right. broke you know a chair like we've had some damage over the I years i would expect so did and, we ever get their ass beat um i actually there's a they tease a fight on the trailer i saw that me and luke go to a batting cage and and basically get into a fight with each other yeah and it's fine now you're like it's we're cool now. Um, wait, wait. I want to see the picture, but then I do want to go I back wanna to I want to show that. you. This is fun. I'm so into this now. I love reality TV. I hate it. I hate it, but I do like this one. I thought you were a big fan. I I, I, uh, I like you guys. Francis is fake. I like... <laughs> I'm fake news. I like you guys a lot. I just... I haven't... I'm going to tune into the show this year because I know you guys so well, but I haven't weighed in before. So... Uh, I so just you know this whole world is fascinating to me. The the question we asked Hannah when we had her on the pod that I want to ask of you is this: Is there any part of you that feels that uh, having done this massive commitment, this big chapter of your life on reality television and specifically on Bravo, might impede your ability to get jobs or define your life the way you want in the future? I actually listened to this podcast when you asked Hannah this. So don't give us her answer because no. her answer was very good. No, her answer is good. Um, I'll I'll just back it up for a second. I went to school at Syracuse for TV and film. My original outset of graduation was to be producer, actor, model of sorts. So I I entered that in arena when I was 23 years old. I was actually acting, modeling in LA. I worked actually as a production assistant on, oddly enough, a production company that does reality shows. Um. I got into sales, I got really good at it, and my whole goal was always to get back into the entertainment industry in some capacity, whether it's to invest in movies, whether it's to be a host, whether it's to attempt at modeling or acting. This was a vehicle to get into that world again. Um, as far as my employment stuff, I mean, honestly, it's I've had I've been fired three times from my jobs for being on the show, and more or less it's due to the- dist- For being on the show? It's a distraction. You know, I'd worked at a software company I would get company, I still do get companies that'll direct message me and say, hey, we want to give you this new t-shirt that we have, this new stretchy workout shirt. 
I would go to their website because they're a digital e-commerce company. I'd look at it and I don't even know what size to buy. The software I sold was actually a review software that would be on the website. So it'd say, hey, I'm Joe Smith. I'm 6'4", 300 pounds. The medium's my size. So I'm not able to buy online because I don't really have enough information to convert. So that's the software I sold. But my company didn't see that all these companies were hitting me up, asking me for like, you know, if I get their free stuff or would wear it. But I'd be like, you guys need my software. So I actually was able to kick ass at that job because of the world I'm oh, living in. That's cool. Being a social media influencer, if you want to call it that. So the challenge is kind of getting people to turn their their eye to that. Um, honestly, I, we're, we're going to get another season of the show. I'm pretty confident. In. I, I'd like to spin this into continuing to do like hosting. You know, I'm doing a podcast now. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the entrepreneurial stuff I'm very interested in. I mean, I don't want to say Ashton Kutcher, but like, I mean, he's been on some terrible movies, but he's also invested in Twitter, Airbnb. He's very he's like a billionaire. He does a lot of different BC guy. He does a lot of different cool guy. stuff, mm-hmm. and I'd like to kind of fashion yeah. my career there. So I don't know if cool. they answered it. No, I'm not really that worried. I think if I when push comes to shove, I think enough people that I know know my abilities as far as like if I did need to get a sales job, I could someone would take a chance on me. Sure, it's sure. just hard while working at a legitimate company and being on the show right. at the same time. I think if the show's gone, that could come back. Well, dude, it feels like conducive to me what you're doing with what you also want to do. Whereas for, I feel like it would be more difficult for Hannah because if you're like doing stand up and you're doing that kind of stuff specifically, it's a little harder for Pete, for your peers to kind of like take you seriously. And I think she's doing a good job at getting through that. But it sounds to me like what you're doing, it's a direct thing that positively impacts you. Totally. And the same way that those like broker shows, like something about reality and sales really goes hand in hand. It does. And it's, it seems like you guys have leveraged it really, really nicely with your brand. Totally. And it seems like you're doing that. It seems like you are doing well. That, and that's why that's like great. when I originally got Kyle initially brought it up to me to, to about the show. And this is again, four years ago. I mean, Kyle's got his MBA. Like I went, you know, I've pretty smart kids. So is he, so are the other people on our show. It's, this is a platform. And if you take advantage of it, let's look at, you know, some of the other Bravo or MTV people. I mean, Kristen Cavallari on the Hills. I mean, she's got, you know, yeah. a big ass business that she's launched. I mean, yeah. you can even name Jersey people, Jersey Shore people if you want. Some of them just pay as long as they pay their taxes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it was a way to get your name out of the pile and totally. kind of generate a new level of just awareness around your own brand or your own company. Um, and that's what Kyle initially told me when I first, he's like, dude, this is not about banging chicks and getting drunk. I'm like, Oh, Whoa. wait, you can, get, you can bang <laughs> chicks and get drunk and you have a platform. Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. So cool. It's it, it, there's a, I think the hardest part is getting people to kind of turn their mindset a little bit. Cause I mean, even the Kardashians, if you want to use their example, I mean that, I mean what that show has done for reality and their business and a lot of their, their lives. It's, it's pretty insane. I think people have an appetite for seeing people that are fucked up, yeah. have weird lives. Um, the stories of their lives versus just watching a scripted show like Chernobyl. So you mentioned the, the the drinking, you know, and you're you have been kind of tasked with going to this house every weekend for all these years and and getting fucked up. Yeah. Even if it's not directly told, there is an implication of that's where we will find the gold. Has that affected you in a negative way? Have you found that you're drinking more than you? would like to be yeah and I, I i'm very vocal about this or at least trying to be more is you know i've definitely my drinking has gone through the roof since starting even the show just because you know acting and modeling like i was never really that confident going into an audition or getting in front of group people and performing let's say but after two or three drinks 
was like my sweet spot. And the show kind of fueled that. I mean, like walking into a room now, like I can walk into a room with a thousand people and be totally fine and get on the mic and talk. But the show kind of made me that first season. The first time I walked in the house, I'm like, where's the drinks? Like I can't, it was just so much and so intense. So it kind of fuels, like you said, is the drinking. But I think everybody has their right sweet spot of what they think they're funny or they're cool, or they're social. And like, for me, it's like eight or nine fucking drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and you do that for four days, for 12 weekends for four years in a row and then add in you know all the other stresses of life and everything so it's 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 taken a toll i mean i've had some certain i've definitely had some challenges with you know bravo they've you know they've mentioned you know they're worried some about my drinking a little bit mm. um and did they suggest that you go to rehab they didn't suggest rehab it's just more like having an outlet going to therapy and this mm -hmm. is this is something you'll see on this this season of the show is we actually had a tarot card reader come to the house and was like very like pointed at me and it's all good it's it's stuff i need to hear i mean i come from a family of of drinkers and it's something that i just was kind of ignoring i'm like oh i'm on the show like i should be able to get drunk and do what i want but it's like my it's how i behave while i'm at these levels you know i'm just i get super fired up i get really like passionate and angry and i'm just not good to be around it's not someone i, I really want to be um and bravo's kind of seen that and they can see like i mean i'll go on like a four-day bender and like literally all day for like three or four days like very little sleep drinking 25 to 30 Are you guys drinks. doing drugs and shit um i mean there, there's definitely been some i mean some weed some some cocaine not on the like honestly not on the show but like let's say outside of periphery yeah like just partying in new york i mean you literally of course, can, of course. it's yeah. snowing right now <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's literally snowing outside wow it was not snowing. a metaphor um but yeah the, the drinking stuff is something i think there's other bravo shows that i've paid attention to a little bit um Again, I bring up Vanderpump Rules because I'm, I'm familiar with them. They, there's two individuals on that show that have gone sober. And again, they work at bars in LA, so it makes sense. But like for me, like I've, I've not gone sober, but I've, I'm really analyzing and assessing my relationship with alcohol. Hmm. Um, again, when I walk into these, we get, you know, go to these events, we go to these press things. It's so easy to get caught in that. Because like, people watch us partying on TV, so they want to party with you. Of course. Totally. So it's, it's opened up like a whole like, level of... It's hard. I, I talked to Francis about this as like, as far as, you know, your relationship with drinking, I know you've kind of, you know, really modified a lot of that. I'm getting a lot more comfortable with just being completely sober. Mm -hmm. um, but it's still a work in progress. But yeah, Bravo is like, listen, you're, you're hitting it too hard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's other individuals on our show too, that they've, they've talked to about their drinking. Interesting. Crazy. Um, and did you have an issue with it before the show? No, not, oh, okay. not that I thought, I mean, for me, like I can like, for example, let's say Wednesday, um, I can go five days during the week working out, eating well, nothing at all, totally fine. I mean, I smoke weed, but I mean, a lot of weed, but Friday night, <laughs> stay in Saturday morning. Me too. Yeah, go weed. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> weed. Weed. But Saturday afternoon, brunch, fucking rip up a couple uh, screwdrivers. Then you go vodka sodas to the face. And then next thing I know, it's Monday afternoon. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. And that's just, again, I'm, th I'm going to be 35 in three weeks. Um, you wear it a lot easier. I mean, it look, I already look like I'm an alcoholic. Mm. Um, nah, you don't. No, you look but yeah, good. It definitely I mean, takes good. longer and it, longer to get over it. It's harder to recover. Dude, if I, 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 I can't, you know, you're the thing that the problem is, right, that you, like, I don't, I don't do this, this, the share house thing in Mont. I grew out of that because yeah. it was too much. You get tired of not sleeping on the weekend. That Monday going to work on Monday. <sighs> 
after a weekend in Montauk, all of a sudden feels like the most difficult thing in the world. It's like what you described, Julio, about your day on not on Adderall, you know? Right. And, and when I was 25, it was nothing. You just kind of roll with it. No big deal. But then when I was around 28, 29, I just couldn't, I couldn't handle going to bed at three in the morning anymore. Oh. And so I stopped going out there. And uh, now I don't really drink as much. And you have been forced to prolong that 25-year-old uh, lifestyle yeah. in the most heightened fashion possible for your livelihood. It's hard. And I just can't imagine how difficult that would it, be. It's hard, but you, and then I look at it like this, and I Bravo probably doesn't want to say it, but it, it's a job. Yeah, It's gotten to that level where, again, we're very lucky. I mean, I again, uh, Kyle, Lindsay, myself, even Amanda, you, know, you can even add Hannah and Paige into this mix. We all work together to try and deliver a really entertaining, fun show. Mm -hmm. But with that comes a lot of sacrifice. And for us, the drinking part, I mean, even Hannah, I would say, like, drinks way more than she ever thought she would just mm -hmm. because it's just what's expected and it's what's kind of what the, the notion is. Right. But let's say I wasn't on, you know, Bravo anymore. I, I would definitely not be drinking as much as I, mm -hmm. I am or, or have been. It's just like you get you have a nice paycheck. You're having a good time. We're, we're getting paid to have a good time. We're in the Hamptons. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, and then also I'm help launch an alcohol brand. Right. Um, yeah. But the, the good part about that is it's helping me learn, I guess, my relationship with it. And I have been seeing a therapist, which Bravo was very supportive of good. for other <laughs> for multi multitude of reasons. There are other Bravo shows that some of their talent or if you want to call it that their their cast members, they actually also have them go to therapy hmm. just due to what occurs on the show. Some of the whether it's fights or people's opinions or just general information about your life. Like I've just, I've taken a lot of heat. I know others have, but I feel like mine is maybe a bit, a little bit higher than others. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been on the Andy Cohen's uh, watch what happens live the most of anybody on our show. Huh. And usually he has the most fucked up person on the most. <laughs> so we'll see how it plays out this season. Crazy Carl. Um, where can we find you and your work? So you can find me um, at Carl Radke on every social media platform. Uh, drinkloverboy.com. That's our hard sparkling tea. You can find it at Whole Foods. You can find a lot of bars here in New York, Massachusetts, Florida, uh, also Wisconsin, just as of yesterday. And then I also just launched a podcast, which Francis is going to be on. I want you to come on, Julio. Uh, it's called Carl Hates His Roommates. Yeah. Love it. Basically, Who came up with that name? Uh Francis did. I came up with a name for his podcast. <laughs> so he gets nothing and he'll like it. I'm not going to get anything. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's just launched uh, recently. So yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to be on Bravo TV, uh, Summer House, season five, February, sorry, season four, February 5th. Hell awesome. Yeah. Bravo TV, nine o'clock. Hell yeah. Thanks, Hell yeah. Uh, I'm at Helium Comedy Club, March 5th through the 7th. Get tickets for that at FrancisEllis.com. As always, at FrancisCCEllis on Instagram. Yep, and uh, at Nahulio, I got some dates coming up uh, for the spring, uh, so I will keep you posted about that. Thanks for listening. Sweet. See you guys.